Welcome to ISA's Arbor Views podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. In this podcast, Jeff Kempter talks to us about utility arboriculture and some of the ways that current best practices employed by utility arborists can apply more broadly. Jeff is the author of a number of publications, including the ISA's Best Management Practices, Utility Pruning of Trees, and he serves as Manager of Technical Services for Asplen Tree Expert Company. Recently, Jeff spoke about arboriculture from the perspective of utility arborists, including issues faced every day, such as legal obligations, regulations, ANSI standards, and more. He joins me now to talk about what tree care tree care professionals can gain from learning and considering these specific perspectives. Welcome Jeff. First, can you give us a couple of examples of best practice philosophies that are important for utility arborists? Well Ken, I think that just like every arborist, safety is a best practice and safety, good safety management practices are best practices that apply universally. Um, and in the utility industry we're especially cognizant of some of these, some of these areas, especially when it with regards to minimum separation distances and the electrical hazard. Uh, that said, we're all professionals and the kinds of best practices that apply to arborists in general should apply to utility arborists. Uh, by that I mean if we're working for a client, we owe that client the exact same level of professional care on those trees when it comes to quality of cuts, when it comes to overall tree health, that any other arborist would provide for any other client. And what are some of the most important legal concerns for utility arborists? Well that's a very big question and we could spend the whole afternoon talking about legal ramifications. Uh, but of course we work on many many properties and so it's very important for utility arborists to recognize whose property they're working on and make sure that everybody understands the scope of the work. Um, they can be relatively minor issues, but there's so many chances for things to go wrong in our business because we cover, cover so much ground. Uh, that would be one. And of course the other is compliance with, with laws, whether it's uh, labor laws or uh, OSHA worker protection or uh, just environmental regulations. There's a litany of laws both on the federal and the local level that apply to utility arborists and again with so much exposure it's very important to know and understand the rules. In general terms, how do utility practices differ from other specialities in arboriculture and, and why? Well, generally, uh, utilities and utility contractors are, are following a spec that is specific not to individual trees, but rather to an entire corridor. So rather than looking at individual trees and as a whole and pruning each individual tree as a whole, we look at the corridor as a whole and assign the specification and then <clears throat> the practices that are assigned to each tree will vary considerably depending on how that tree is positioned with respect to the corridor. For example, most arborists when they enter a tree and this, the industry standards prescribe that you should look at the whole tree and note anything that might not be specified in the scope of work and then report that to an immediate supervisor or the owner of the property. In our situation, we don't necessarily report every aspect of a tree, for example, a dead limb that is not affecting our corridor. Uh, we're not likely to have to report that. We're not likely to report that at all to the owner of the property uh, because we work for a utility company. 
And the individual property owners, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And to report every defect that might affect every individual property owner <coughs> is uh, a level of liability that, that the utilities are unwilling to accept. Now, these corridors can be very large, I guess. Well, a utility corridor, uh, a typical large utility will have thousands of miles of line. And each, each system is divided into separate circuits, and the circuits can be many, many miles long. Uh, and those circuits will have different voltages and different specifications and different cycle lengths. And so it, it, can, it can get quite complicated. But the point being that we're <clears throat> contracted to protect those corridors and work on entire populations of trees rather than just individual trees. So are there any conflicts between arborists from the different sectors, between the utility arborist and the other arborist? I, I think there are some conflicts, but most of those conflicts are, are, are more misunderstandings than they are uh, genuine conflicts. Occasionally there'll be a, uh, a property owner that doesn't like the way their tree looks will hire a third party to come in and, and take a look at the, at the work that was done, and sometimes the work is condemned by the third party, by the consultant, uh, and then a lawsuit might arise. Uh, but generally speaking, a responsible consultant will understand that when a tree is positioned underneath the power line, uh, that the duty of the, the, utilities, the, the utilities' obligation to maintain that reliable corridor supersedes the property owner's uh, right to have a tree that assumes a certain shape. <clears throat> if that, the shape of that tree is going to interfere with the greater good, that is, the reliability of service for the entire community, then the law recognizes that the value of that person's tree is diminished by its placement. So have you got any idea of how these conflicts could be managed? I think the biggest problem is, con is communication. Arborists need to understand, non-utility non arborists need to understand uh, the purpose of utility pruning and <clears throat> the fact that these trees are going to assume a certain shape based on the, the needs of the community. Uh, and likewise, it, it's, it's important for utility arborists to understand the value of trees in the urban forest and to accommodate to the greatest extent possible the need for canopy cover uh, for healthy, good-looking trees and, and try to make as many accommodations as they can to accommodate those needs. So obviously communication and training <coughs> play a big part. So is there any difference in the theory and practice between, uh, say, urban arboriculture and utility arboriculture? I think you get different answers from different people on that question, but my philosophy is that urban, that, that utility arborists are really urban foresters because we do manage entire populations of trees. And so we have to think in terms of, of you know, thousands of, of properties and thousands of trees and, and how to best manage that, that resource or that, that, yeah, that resource for the, sure. the benefit of the utility and the community. So if we looked at utility pruning and common pruning methods, would you say there are any major differences? The biggest difference, of course, has to do with what the tree looks like. But I would submit that a lot of pruning that is done by 
arborists would fall more into the utility pruning category. For example, clients want trees pruned to enhance a view. <clears throat> That's a utilitarian purpose. <clears throat> clients want trees pruned away from a building. Uh, cities want to prune trees so that the light from the street lights reaches the ground. Uh, highway departments want to prune trees so that you can see signs. There's safety reasons. There's, so there's a lot of reasons to prune trees. And we do prune trees for tree health. But I think that the majority of pruning is done for utilitarian purposes. And utility arborists are, are really in the majority in that respect. Um, Jeff, can you tell me some of the particular hardships that utility arborists face, particularly in winter? Yes, winter time is a very difficult time for anybody who has to work outdoors. And of course, you have to dress for, dress for the occasion. But the most unique thing about utility arboriculture compared to other arborists is that no matter what, especially when the weather is foul, utility arborists are going to be out there working. Uh, because very often in a storm situation, that's when you're called out. So if you have ice on the trees, you have a heavy snowstorm, you have a lot of wind, yes, the utilities need our help in restoring service and accessing their properties. And so we're going to be out there. Uh, and it's very, very important that our people are, are equipped properly, that they're dressed warmly. Uh, frostbite is certainly a hazard of the, of the profession, especially after a major ice storm and a cold front moves through. Okay, well, thanks very much for Jeff to give us an idea of uh, the utility arborist's role. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm.